Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise or we try to deliver is a conversation that will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I can't even say my name right. Marco Timpano. And in the studio with me is Tim Walker, a friend, a fellow actor, Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thank you, Marco. It's really nice to be here. Now, Tim, we're going to peel the curtains back for our listeners a little bit, because usually I have this conversation prior to actually recording, but I figured let's just give our listeners, since we're coming to you know the end of our season, let's give them a little look into what I do to prepare for the podcast. So Excellent. what I usually do is I'll, I'll ask our listeners, or I'll ask our guests, a hobby they have or something that they do that isn't in the realm of their work. So in other words, not based in theater, but is there something you do or you enjoy that people might not know about you? I really enjoy um, playing hockey, actually. So this is where I might look at this topic and think to myself, okay, hockey's kind of exciting. Yes, it is. And so it might not be the best Mm -hmm topic, mm-hmm. but what I'll do is I'll take an aspect of hockey that might not be so exciting, and I'll delve into that. So we'll do that, and I might bounce to another topic. So okay. listeners, you're in for a treat because I'm just going to treat this like my pre-interview. Tim, you enjoy skating and hockey, correct? Yes, very much. For someone who might be listening who's, who's never put on ice skates, what are some tips or some tricks when purchasing ice skates? And when lacing them up, because I know lacing for me is the biggest trouble. That's a very good question. Um, I've had the same skates for quite a while. Uh, What makes them the skates that you love? I think um, the right fit is definitely important. Okay. I, for a time, had skates that I had to shove my feet into, and it was not a very nice experience. Okay. And uh, after a while, I realized that I needed to just give my feet a little bit more breathing room. Sure. Yeah. So I found, you know, the right skates for me. Um, They were uh, pretty easy for me to procure. They were, uh, I got them from a friend, you know. Oh, so Uh, they they weren't brand new. That's right. Okay. So they've already been worked in. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I think that was like a huge element of why they were so comfortable for me. It took a while for them to fit to just the contours of my feet. Okay. But um, after doing, after that, you know, wearing them for about 10, 20 times, they really feel like a part of my foot now. Right. Um, And 
I wear goalie skates, so lacing them up is a little bit different than forward skates. Okay, so this this brings us to a, a lovely intersection mm-hmm. of the podcast. So okay. when this happens, I have to really uncover this, and I okay. have to think. What if I have someone listening in Bahrain, where we have listeners, mm-hmm. who has never right. held ice skates? Right. So this is where I'm going to ask you, Tim. When we're dealing with skates, a lot of people think an ice skate is an ice skate is an ice skate. Right. But that's not true. No. Because someone who figure skates, mm-hmm. their ice skate is going to be different than a hockey skate. Yes. So let's talk about the actual skates, and then we'll get into lacing. Okay. So for... um. So the the skates that I'm aware of are speed skates, figure skates, um, kind of uh, casual skates. Sure. Then hockey skates, forward skates, and then goalie skates. Okay. Um, so I'll walk you through that. Oh, I love it. So speed skates would be, they are their edges are very long. the The front and the back of the edge of the skate they surpass your heel and toe. So they go longer than the actual foot, so they have more contact with the ice for a bit longer, giving you a bit more push and glide. And you'll be aware of it if you ever watch the Winter Olympics. Yes. When they do the speed skating that they go around the track. It looks like their skate is almost like a ski on their foot. Yes, and they can't stop in the traditional way that a hockey player would be able to stop. I never thought of that. Yeah, they can't um, because typically for a hockey player, what you do is you, as you're gliding forward, you would turn quickly with your hips and your ankles and the edge of the skate starts to, uh, I guess, um, there's friction with the ice and you're slicing off a little bit of the top of that ice and Mm. slowing your body down. Well, those skates are, they're just not built for that. Right. So you have to, essentially, you just have to slow down. You have to just let your speed dissipate in order to get to a place where you can stop. Hence the long tracks. Exactly. And hence the The pileups that could happen. And if, because they, in essence, you're just waiting to slow down. You're never, you're never able to stop. Yes, and that's why there's very, if you ever watch the Olympics, you'll notice when they do crash, the padding around the whole oval is very, very thick right. and heavy so that people don't hurt themselves because you're already hitting the ice. Sure. But sure. they can at least avoid you hitting the boards. Right. Um, so that's one type of skate. Okay. And then figure skates, they have a toe pick in the front. It looks as if you've taken a piece of metal and made a little serrated uh, tip to it. Yes, almost like a silver heart, almost like what a sheriff would wear. Like, oh, right, right? like a little, like, kind of like several edges. And what this does is it helps the figure skaters when they want to jump, they they dig that toe into the ice as they're moving. And then that gives them the elevation they need. It gives them a chance to grip the ice a bit in order to bite into the ice. Almost like uh, crampons on the bottom of your boots if you're climbing on ice or like um, soccer shoes that have those spikes that help you sort of take that moment to just grasp on before you make the next move. Yeah, giving you just a bit of purchase. Right. right? Um, Which is incredibly hard to get with ice. Sure. So it's in a very specific spot, but it's very funny to watch non-figure skaters. I've tried to skate in those. And it's such a different style of skating. Right. And the second that your toe, if you you introduce your toe mid-stride, to that ice in any way, you're going to fall. Right. Because when you're saying non-figure skaters, you're saying 
it's it's tricky for a skater who yes. doesn't use figure skates to then use a skate designed for figure skating because as you said the stopping or using it's called a toe pick is that toe right toe pick i think that's right yeah, yeah. using that can really be a, just a a turn in your mind that yeah i would think it would be like i don't know about you but for me i if i put on high heels right i would it i would be it would take me forever to figure out how to walk Properly, yeah, normally, your with center a of balance becomes different. Totally yeah. different. So it would be very similar to just wearing a different type, type of, of shoe. shoe. Sure. Yeah, like a shoe that's just designed to make you walk or look different. Right. Um, so then you have your kind of casual skate, and that that is essentially just a very um, straight up. There's a boot that you would put your foot into, right. and the blade underneath would be minus the toe pick. Um, sure. But essentially, it would be very similar looking to a figure skate. Okay. Figure skates also um, are very difficult to stop in that in the way that a hockey player would stop. Right. With that way of digging your blades in, because it's not really a part of what they do. There's right. more grace. Like there, the whole idea of that sport is kind of using your momentum and weight and introducing that in an artistic way with the you know with the ice and the skate and and so. Stopping in an abrupt way mm -hmm. isn't really part of the world of figure skating. And the skate itself is different in size. So yeah. whereas the um, speed skate is long and fairly thick, mm -hmm. the figure skate is the size of the boot that you're wearing or the shoe that you're yeah. wearing and thinner yeah. and more, like you said, graceful in its yes. appearance. I think there are a couple different styles. I know that when my mom was a figure skater, she had a blade where... As you said, the toe and the toe pick of the blade and the toe of the boot, yes. they stop at the same place. But right. the heel of the blade sometimes surpasses the heel. Mm -hmm. um, and also the boot of the figure skate has a little bit of a heel on it. So if you, yes. if you take the blade off and you just look at the boot, mm -hmm. there's actually a heel to that boot. Almost like a jazz shoe. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, now we get to the fun part. Okay. To the hockey Fun skates. for you. Fun for me. Okay. Yes, so exactly. Now, I'm very fortunate here. So this is what in the conversation had we had the pre-show. I would mm -hmm. say I'm very fortunate, one, to be a Canadian podcaster, mm -hmm. but two, because when it comes to hockey and skating, it's very common for us. So yes. a lot of what you've said, even though I don't have an intimate knowledge of it, I've been aware of it. I've yeah. seen it. It's it's around in the ether here in mm -hmm. Canada. So I'm very fortunate to have a Canadian, a fellow Canadian, who can talk about the sport of hockey, but by micro-focusing on the skate. Yes. So let's talk about now the hockey skate. Okay. So the hockey skate is um, fortified with... Um, um, First of all, they use very high-density polymer plastics right. on the toe and inside this, inside the boot. Like the, the kind of inner structure of the boot yeah. is very fortified because there is a lot of, um, and this is where things might get a little too exciting, okay. but there's a lot of um, action around the feet. There's a lot of hacking and slashing and the right. puck is traveling at an immense speed. Sure. It's going faster than you're able to get out of the way mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So the boot needs to have some real guts to it, some sure. real strength. Strength and a boldness yeah. to it. Yeah. It would almost seem, if you didn't know, if there wasn't a skate attached to it, it looks like a 
boot that you would wear on a construction yep, site, like, exactly. like a steel-toed, heavy-heeled boot. Would yes. you say? Yeah. yeah, I would say. Like I, yeah, I'd say that's right. Okay. Yeah, um, and then of course the blade for that is with with the other kinds of skates, you have a bit more of a separation between the boot and the blade. And if you look at the history, if you Google this, you can see old hockey skates used to have more of a separation between I the see. boot and the blade. The blade. Now you can see that they've been, they're kind of fused together. So you so have... So meaning it goes from boot to blade, whereas in the past it would go from boot to an area of non-blade to two areas, say, at the back and the front that would adhere to the boot. Yes. And then blade that attaches between those two yeah. points. Yeah, like like almost like two... Um... Like, you know what it reminds me of? You know the Mezzaluna... Um, knife that you sometimes use to cut parsley or oh, herbs yeah. that rocks back yes. and forth. Yes. Kind of like that. Oh, I love that you just said that because that's that brings me to the next part okay. of the hockey skate. It is rocked. The skate itself oh, yes. is is a rocked blade. So there is a an arc to the yeah. blade. That is different from the goalie skate. Now we'll move on to the goalie oh, skate. Oh, okay. So the so the skate that we just talked about yeah. would be the players who are zipping around the ice. Yes, yes. The person behind the goalie net has a different skate. Yes. Tell me more. So the goalie skate is even more fortified. It has, it has an extra shell of plastic that is um, fitted around the boot mechanism. Really? Yeah. It's much thicker. It's got a it's got a double layer. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's and it also has a low cut ankle, so the the players have high cut uh, the ankle, kind more of like a the, boot. Yeah, like a boot, so it, they have more support there. Sure. Goaltenders need to have a bit more mobility in their ankles, so they have oh. a low. It's almost like a converse, like a high cut like converse a or a, con- and a low oh, cut converse. That's great. So the goalie has the low cut converse, sure. but it has a way more shell, like a turtle mm. shell, almost around it. Wow! And then the blade is flat. Because the goalie needs to be able to lean forward and back. Um, the players don't really need to do that. Right. The set position for a goaltender requires that you have, uh, in stasis, you have stability. Okay. Players don't really need stability in stasis because there's not a lot of stasis for them. Because they're always in movement, right? Typically. Right. Yeah. Whereas a goalie, their movement is traditionally speaking or typically speaking a few feet or yes. like a half meter in front yes. or behind yeah and likewise within the sort of general area yes. of the goalie net that's right and and the moving from side to side and back and forth within that kind of more limited area mm-hmm. requires a skate that has more um, connectivity with the ice is it more difficult to lift up a goalie skate when they're worn as a goalie versus a skate that a forward or a other hockey player might use? I, I like that you asked that question. Um, a year and a half ago, I forgot my skates at home. Okay. I showed up to the rink and I forgot my goalie skates. It happens. It happens. I have never heard the end of it, Sure, but it happens. Um, so I had to wear forward skates. While and, you were playing goalie? Yeah. Okay. And it was fascinating. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, it, you're taller in the goalies in the in the forward skates. So they're, the skates are taller, like you they said. are. They're, yeah, they're okay. they have more. You have more Height. distance from like the bottom of your foot to where the ice touches. Okay, and you also just have more speed. They're so much faster. Oh, 
they're just faster. You can move so much faster, but you can't move um, the way that a goalie needs to move sometimes. Okay. So there's definitely restrictions. I could see why that, mm-hmm. you know, it was a neat, it was very illuminating for me mm-hmm. to see, oh, these are some of the reasons that this is built this way and that this is built this way. I see. Here's why structurally this helps and this hinders, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I would say, I wouldn't say it's, um, there's much difference though in terms of like lifting the skate or the, the weight of the skate or anything okay. like that. Yeah. So the, the weight of either skate is pretty much the same. I would think so. Okay. Yeah. What you're losing in, uh, like matter you're mm-hmm. gaining in, um, protective, uh, uh shell shell. Yeah. Exactly. So one has a bit more you know, it's it's bigger. It's a bigger skate, right. and then the other one is a bit thicker. Okay. Yeah. So this brings us to the lace. Yes. And the reason I bring the hockey lace up for grabs in this episode mm-hmm. is for anyone who doesn't live in a hockey, an ice hockey country, mm-hmm. you may never have seen skates. But if you, oh, sorry, you, have, you may never have seen the laces Yes. And so anyone who has lived in a country like Canada, Sweden, Russia, Mm -hmm. the northern part of the U.S., if you go into anyone's garage, for example, (laughs) you will see the longest pair of laces you've ever seen hanging from somewhere. Or if you go into someone's rec room. Or if you go into the backyard and you see something tied up with a long lace and you've never seen it, we all know that it's an ice skate lace or a hockey skate lace. Uh, because the laces are enormously long. So let's talk about the lace and yeah. lacing up. Okay. Well, first off, I applaud you for the distinctive uh, difference between hockey and ice hockey. Yes. I think in Canada, we forget that the rest of the world um, does call it ice hockey. Right. We don't have as much of a culture for the other types of hockey, which there are many. Sure. Um, so laces. My favorite thing about ice hockey laces is that they're waxed right they're waxed so that when you're pulling and getting the tension as Mm -hmm. you draw the tension up through the boot and you're tightening it it retains uh, what you're doing it's actually a brilliant idea i don't know why that hasn't crossed over to other uh, avenues of footwear but of course i've had i've had wax laces for my dress shoes okay 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 good well then but not in the same waxy feel as the hockey the ice hockey lace. Yes. The, okay. Your skate has to be incredibly tight. It needs to be incredibly tight. Sure. It needs to be very censured to your foot. Your foot needs to be snug, almost as if it's been swaddled yes. like a child in a boot that has a blade at the end. And Not it, that you would ever swaddle yeah. a child with a, with a, in a boot with a blade in the end, but that's how your foot should feel. Fair to say? The Moses of Antarctica. Yes, <laughs> I would say that is fair to say. And I think, um, yeah, I think... Oh, shoot. I lost my it's train okay. of thought. We're talking there. about the laces yeah, and yeah. Uh, the waxiness of them yeah. and how it, your foot needs to be snug. It does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You know, it's funny. You really realize when you've become a man. For me, there was a real rite of passage in my life. Sure. Because as a kid, you really do need an adult 
to do your laces for you right or else they just won't be tight enough right. you don't have the strength right and you don't have that also like just from where you're sitting over top of your skate mm-hmm. you don't have the right kind of pull sure and as you get older and stronger you realize that you can start to tie your own skates yeah. you can tighten them as tight as they really need to be right you know and that's so maybe i would i would just say you might be experiencing the same thing as a female ice hockey skater feels when she becomes an adult. You said it's when of I felt course. like a child, but it's like yes. when you felt like a true adult. Yes. Or you weren't a child anymore yes. because you could lace your own hockey skates. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Because you need that strength. And, and it's, correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. it's been years since I've skated. Um, it's easier to lace someone else's skates than your own because you have the freedom and the, the pull is, tension, yes, the, exactly. I don't know what you'd call the torque. The torque, you're in the right position for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It's very true. Like yeah. when you're over top of it hovering and it's in front of you, you can just use a bit more of the muscle group that you need in order to get that, the right tension with sure. the lace. And yeah, as you said, mm-hmm. there comes a point where you just feel you're strong enough to do it sure. on your own. And that's a, that's a nice feeling. It's very right. freeing to... You know, when I was a child, my father would help me put on all of my equipment because the, the goalie equipment is a bit It's a lot. Intense. It's a, it, yeah. The goalie wears so much yes. of protection and um, a uniform that is diverse from yes. the other players and unique and specific. It's also come a long way and become sure. a lot easier to put on right. than from when I was a child. Um, but, yeah, there is, uh, you know, I'll never forget the, the first time that I did it all myself. Right. When I put it all on sure. by myself and went out there and felt safe enough to play right. that I wasn't going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I also wanted to talk just a bit about the laces of the goalie of, of all skates. Yes, of course. In terms of... Um, I have to cheat a little bit. Oh, I, I like this. Yeah, I have to tape. I tape around my ankles just a bit. I don't. Your actual ankle. You yeah. tape, not the ankle of the boot. Correct? Well, actually, no, the ankle of the boot. Oh, After I, I lace my skate up completely, then I will halo around the ankle portion of the boot. With the lace? With, no, with so, tape. Okay, before we do the tape, mm-hmm. just so I get it straight. You've laced up your boot. Yes. You've pulled it so it's ten. It's it has the tension that you like, yes. and your foot feels snug. Mm-hmm. Do you have extra lace that you wrap around your boot? No. no. So you've come to the end part of the boot. You've made the bunny ears. Yes, the double and the double knot. Double knot, so they don't come loose. Yes. And now, what are you doing? You're taking what kind of tape? Hockey so then tape. I'm taking clear. No, not okay. the, not the stick tape, but more that clear tape, and I'm wrapping that around the boot of the skate just at the ankle area and the reason for that is players are able to use their lace because they have a high cut boot it's not going to rub against their skin they can actually wrap it around that top part the higher part of their ankle when you're saying player you're saying anyone but the goalie the forwards the forwards forwards are defense or defense yeah we usually typically the the delineation is player goalie right just so you don't have to say forward and right, defense. Okay. But yes, exactly. So they can actually wrap their laces around their skate because it's higher cut and they have a shin pad. That so that's down. what I was asking you if you wrap your lace, but yeah. you don't. But no. a player can. Yes. And it adds extra protection. Um, security. Security, yes, sorry. Security to the, to the ankle and the strength of so you can move. But with the goalie skate, because it's low cut, if I tried to wrap the laces around, it would ride up. 
Oh. Right? It would kind of, as I'm moving. It would ride up and then. Because there's nothing keeping it there. Right. So then it would come up and rub against my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I found that my best cheat code for that is clear tape. I see. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. We've talked about the boot. Yes. We've talked about the lace. Mm -hmm. We've talked about how the fact that you had a pair of uh, skates that were used by someone else really helped mold to your feet. Yes. Let's talk about what we do with the skate once we're done playing. Ah, yes. Very good. The the skate requires some care. It requires um, a little diligence. Not too much, but if you don't uh, take the two or three steps that you need after a skate, your blade will rust. This is important. Oh, it's the worst because thing. ice turns to water on yes, steel. Exactly. We know what happens. So you need to make sure after you finish skating that you've. Some people have actual skate guards that have absorbent material in them that collects. Oh, I didn't realize. That. Yeah, it collects all of that moisture. Sure. And of course, because it's steel, it's it does uh, weep a little bit. Like there's a sure. bit of condensation that of occurs. Course. So I I have a towel that I after I take my skates off I. Wipe the blades off nice and dry, but of course I put them back into my bag, which is moist. It's right. cu- it's full of sweaty equipment. Sure. Yeah. So when I get home, I every every night, even if it's twelve thirty at night, I do my routine. I take everything out to dry, and the skates come out, and I take another towel, a dry towel, and they get another very vigorous wiping, and then I leave them outside in the open air. When you say outside, you just mean out, out in the open, not necessarily outside of the home. Outside of the home. Oh, you I, leave them outside I, of the home? I leave them on my back. Yeah, all of my equipment actually stays outdoors. Okay, I'm sorry. That's yeah. No, no, yeah. that's, it's, uh, don't, it's, it saved my relationship sure. with my wife. Sure. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it, it is pretty stinky stuff. Right. And uh, also it really needs that airflow. Okay. It needs natural, fresh air to help wick away all that moisture and there dry it go. out. And sunlight too. Right. Um, in the winter time, things change. Sure. In the winter time, uh, they, depending on the weather, mm-hmm. they can stay outside, but of course they will freeze. Freeze, of course. So that stuff needs to start to come in and be heated and dried. And Ooh. then as soon as it's dried, it goes back outside and we burn a little incense and turn and the fans on. We're and, good. You know, get the house back to a normal smelling house. Wow. Well, Tim, listen. Thank you so much for talking about the ice skate. Thank you, Marco. And that's so great. Now, before we would have gone on, I would have asked you, is there anything that you would like to mention or promote um, on the podcast? So I'm going to just ask you now, and once again, give our listeners a little glimpse of what I do before I record. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, uh, I have a couple of compatriots that are in a show at the Tarragon Theater right now called Great. Yaga. Mm-hmm. It's written by Kat Sandler. It stars Shauna McKenna, oh. Will Greenblatt, and the always amazing and sweet Claire Armstrong. Uh, uh, it's one of those plays that it's. I really draw a comparison to The Usual Suspects for me. Great. Not in its content, sure. but in the sense that once you get to the end of that play... You almost wish you could hit the rewind button and watch it again so you could see all the details that led to the final moments. Um, So that's playing at Tarragon Theatre, and I think it's going to get an extension because it's a very, very good show. Amazing. So if you happen to be in Toronto near the Tarragon Theatre in the month of... Uh, In the month of... 
November. October. October. Yeah, it's playing now. It may go f- further, further than that. Look, there you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, look out for that. And that's 2019 for anyone who listens to this podcast right. uh, well into the future. Tim Walker, thank you once again for being on the Insomnia Project. Thank you so much, Marco. It's been a real pleasure. This episode was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We hope you listen and sleep. <laughs>